everybody, and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby, and if you are brand new to the show, this podcast is all about Magic Gathering with a small little bit of sprinkling of Dungeons and Dragons in there every once in a while. But mainly it's about Magic the Gathering where I bring on either people to talk Magic the Gathering with or I'll do solo episodes, which is the majority of my shows, uh, and just talk about magic. Um, talk about anything from standard to popper to you know modern to legacy to cubed and everything else in between and um, so today I brought on another guest some of you may know him as the professor from Tolarian Community College and um, I brought him on to talk about not only you know doing YouTube but we also talked a lot about magic and slightly talked about Star Trek a little bit in there because we're both Trekkies or Trekkers whichever one you prefer I personally prefer Trekkies but um before we get into the show I have some ads and I also want to state if you want to be able to find Magic Azubi Magic Azubi can be found on iTunes Google Play Stitcher and TuneIn Radio I'm also on YouTube at YouTube or you can just search uh, Magic Wazubi on YouTube and find my channel there. Um, I'm also on, what the hell else? Oh, I, I've also been trying to stream on Twitch lately. I've been doing some live episodes on there. So my Twitch is twitch.tv slash Zubatron. That's Z-U-B-A-T-R-O-N. Um, you can email me with any questions at mtgzubi at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Magic Wazubi. I'm also on Facebook at facebook.com slash Magic Wazubi. Um, is there anything else? Oh, if you want to um, help out the show in any way, uh, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash magicwithzuby, and just check out some of the rewards that are given out there. Uh, anything you do is, you know, very, you know, I'm very thankful for it, and I'm very grateful, but um, it's not necessary at all. But um, so before we begin, uh, let's just get the ads out of the way and hope you enjoy the show. Well, hey there, Zoe. Why the long face there, chum? I just want to order some magic cards, but the shipping was too expensive. Too expensive? Well, did you know if you go to LegitMTG.com, you can order any magic cards, and anything over $2 or more has free shipping. Wow, free shipping's at LegitMTG.com. That's amazing. You heard that right, Zoe. Free shipping at LegitMTG.com with any order over $2 or more. Be sure to visit today and get the best deal on Magic Singles and Magic Sealed product available. Wow, that's amazing! Man, I wish there were others who liked retro video games like me. Did I hear someone say retro video games? I heard it too, Matt! Well, if you're a fan of retro video games as well as gaming in general, you need to listen to the VCR Gaming Podcast. It's available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Oh god, my house! Yeah, man. So I am here with, uh, I mean, some people might know him in the magic community, uh, their professor, a.k.a. Brian Lewis, right? Oh, hello. Yes. Thank you so much for having <laughs> me. It's a real pleasure to be here tonight. Oh, no problem. No, I want to thank you for taking time out of your day for it. And I just brought you on because I want to talk about, you know, just about you mainly. Just interview you and get to know you and, you know, ask, say, ask hey, what's away, up? Then. I'm, an, I'm an open book. 
All right. So, um, how's it going? Oh, how's your that, day that's, been? I did not agree to that question. <laughs> this interview, this interview is over. Um, uh, no. it's it's going oh, well. well. Uh, it's it's busy. I just got back from GP London, which was uh, an extraordinary experience. It was I yeah, believe, that looked a lot of fun. Oh, it was a lot of people too, and I get a real charge from those type of magic events because I think that when you exist on Twitter and Reddit and uh, uh, to a lesser extent Facebook and just social media with magic that it it creates this false idea of the magic community uh, because oh, we're all complaining does. and I mean I, I'm, 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 yeah. the, I'm a real guilty party of this I mean I'm a critic and I'm a whiny one at that and, and, and always you know complaining <laughs> about this or that thing and we're all yelling at each other on, on Twitter and such and, and so I think sometimes <laughs> we forget that it's about magic and to go to a GP or uh, a really big event at a local game store to me is always like this reset button and it was just so amazing to see all those people it was packed I think it was something like 3,000 people uh, on site uh, uh, they the one of the channel fireball people said to me they were worried that they were going to go over capacity for what the room was supposed to hold and that's pretty impressive because it was a huge convention center hall but just seeing everybody playing and magic and people are there with their friends and their families their boyfriends and girlfriends their sons and daughters and everything it just really actually yeah. it got to me i had a few moments like just looking around i got a little choked up because it was just nobody's sitting there angrily flipping over a table saying man i can't believe i got mana flooded and 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 this or anything people are laughing and saying ah i got mana flooded but whatever oh i got paired up against this pro player round one and so that's the end of me but they're laughing sign my play mat and and everyone's having a great time people came from all over it's just extraordinary you know the lengths people travel to get to these gps whether it's in london where people are flying in from other countries or just i was yeah. at you know GP Indy and people are f driving down from great distances. Oh, I drove down from Minnesota. You what? From Minnesota? Yeah, me and my yeah, buddies, we all yeah. piled into a car. You know, five guys <laughs> in, a, in a tiny little compact car and we drove down from Minnesota. But that's part of what it's about. And I think it's a beautiful thing. And it, it, it really kind of recharges my batteries. Oh, no, I know exactly what you mean. I went to my first GP last year, Grand Prix Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was it was quite a quite an experience, even though I drove there, um, just like you were saying, there were yeah. people, you know, from Minnesota, Michigan, driving all the way down, just like, holy crap. And you drove down, didn't fly and just and it's like I drove by myself from Tampa to Atlanta and it's only about an eight hour drive. I was bored to tears. I was, uh, there's only so many podcasts you can listen to before you just start talking to yourself. Yeah, and, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> No, but um, you made an interesting point on that where, you know, you didn't see anybody table flipping and all that. It's while I didn't really come across any, um, I'd say, super salty behavior at Atlanta. Mm -hmm. There were some instances of people either, I, I guess, I guess the polite word would be angle shooting or people sure. d definitely not really getting mad, but definitely you could tell they were salty. Mm -hmm. But do you think maybe that's a country difference? between America and then going to UK? Maybe. You also might have been, uh, it sounds like you you might have been having an eye more for uh, the, 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 the ultra, you know, like the people actually playing in the main event going for a more competitive sort of angle. And so uh, I, I think that that can certainly get intense. Uh, and I yeah. think that's one of the big, it's, there's two worlds 
in two main worlds in magic, which is the competitive and non-competitive. And yeah. and you know what? It's true. If you're going and you're playing in the main event, and it isn't just like some people play in the main event just for a lark or just like, ah, this will be fun. I get to do – people bring joke decks to the main event just for fun, and that's more, <laughs> more power to them. They're just like, oh, this is never going to work. But if I can – you know, Johnny's going to get that combo off, and, and if I can do that, imagine the look on Reed Duke's face, you know, or, or what have you. Uh, uh, but – but for someone that's playing actually to win, well, that's intense. That's like, you know, a professional basketball player on the night isn't out there on the court like with a big smile, like I'm just having fun playing yeah. some b-ball with my my friends. That That's serious business, and, and we can make fun of that sometimes. Magic is serious business, but it is. It's a competition. It's it's a lot on the line for, for people. And so, uh, yeah, you can definitely get intense there. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. It's... um. I you definitely like you say you definitely notice it more in the main event the side events it's definitely a lot more relaxed and that's what I enjoyed way more at the Grand Prix where all the side events because mm-hmm. it's you know three rounds oh, if you lose okay cool you know you want to win but obviously it's you know okay oh well I had a lot of fun though what kind I of side events to to- did you tend to get uh modern and legacy there you go yeah no standard I was at that point because it was yeah, it was November. It was all teamer energy, oh, and I'm just God. like, all right, I'm done. No. It, so um, I guess going back into GPs, have you ever done the main event before? I have done the main event uh, way back with original in Estrad and not since. Uh, I was not a fan. It was too much for me. I'm, I'm much more of like after a side event is done, I need to go take a nap. I need to go get a burger. I, I, I don't have it in me to play from morning until night and then possibly come back the next day to play from morning until night. The very thought of it is exhausting to me, and it's not how I interact with magic. Uh, uh, so I'm not a main event sort of guy. Maybe if there'll be a popper yeah. GP, I'll do the main event if it's popper. <laughs> but I actually, I don't think that I'm still going to be exhausted. So I don't know. It's yeah. just, it's so much. Yeah, I even get, even if I go to FNM and there's like four to five rounds, I'm even exhausted after that. Sure. I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, I'm done. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I can't even be bothered to even look at a magic card right now. Yeah. Um, so definitely that. So what are some of your thoughts on popper right now? Are, are you glad that it's starting to get popular (laughs) i i i am i think that it it is a really great format and i know that there's a lot of talk about as it's getting more popular that like obviously prices are increasing on certain cards because that is what happens in a tcg but i don't think that the format is defined by the low cost decks that is just a perk the format is defined by amazing legacy light gameplay you said yourself you were getting legacy games so you're a legacy man uh uh have you played popper what do you make of the gameplay i like to call it legacy light you're playing with counter spell original the og and and lightning bolt and fire blast and gush and uh it has a lot of that classic feel to it i think it's the gameplay that makes it great i could have done videos saying i really like i don't know penny dreadful or whatever no offense to penny dreadful players but uh (laughs) i don't think it would have had the same result and i don't think it's just about the budget it's about 
this type of gameplay that's missing from standard in particular. I, I made a joke the other day where I said my pauper deck could beat up your standard deck, and it's true. And I think that says something, that I could play only with commons, but probably have a pretty good shot at taking out your standard deck. Uh, I, I think people miss playing with power. And I think that is why people play Legacy, why people play Modern, is they want to be able to play what I call kind of real magic. Like, none of this three-cost lightning bolt stuff or seven-cost counterspell, you know, like, sort yeah. of thing that, yeah. that has defined... I mean, can you believe that Standard... This really gets me a little ticked off, uh, which is where, where... Can you believe that they say cards like Doomblade are too powerful for Standard? This is exasperating for me. uh, Well, you know what? Doomblade, Lightning Bolt, uh, Mana Leak. They said Mana Leak. We could never reprint Mana Leak into standard. Oh, no, no, no. But it's not even even that good. After after early game, it's good. It's break standard, apparently. And I think back to when Mana Leak was legal and when Doomblade was legal and when Lightning Bolt was legal in the M11. um, Lightning Bolt was an M10 or M11, I think. And and, uh, uh, Doomblade was in all of those. Uh, This is where Lightning Bolt. It was back in M14. M14. Was the last time. Right. So the period, Hmm. let's say M10 to M14. We're thinking in the middle of that, middle of that period is New Phyrexia original in Estrad, and mm-hmm. I'm going to say that's some of the best standard that 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 I can think of. Is is any standard in between then and now is not going to compare with with uh, 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 scars to return to Ravnica kind of standard and that had all of those spells or most of those spells and so don't tell me that that's no good in standard when I think most and I know it's subjective but I think a lot of people would overwhelmingly agree that that was really where we had great standard gameplay and we had those spells. I want to play magic. And that's what I think some of the popper appeal is. I think most people would play Legacy if they could afford it. I think Legacy, if magically it was as affordable as, let's say, Standard or something like that. <laughs> I, I, I don't think people play Legacy because it's expensive. I don't think people would mind Legacy being accessible or affordable. And if it were, I think most people would probably play Legacy. And they can't because of that damn reserve list. So... Popper is kind of there's no commons on the reserve list, so we'll do Legacy Light. We'll do some some Popper instead. Yeah, definitely. Um, yes, I have played Popper. I've got about four or five decks on Magic Online. Awesome. Um, my favorite being is is it Blitz and that crushing crushing reunion deck you <laughs> retweeted a couple days ago. Yes, um, yes. I I love getting turn two Ulamog's Crusher out. That's awesome. And then just have them pretty much insta quit because they can't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Um. But no, it's a really fun format, um, and it's. I, I tweeted out the other day that I just bought my first paper popper deck online for less than thirty bucks. There you go. You know, would you go and with? And it's uh, just the crushing reunion because yep, yep. I didn't. There was a bunch of pieces I didn't have, and um, and then I'm going to be buying is it blitz after that? I think I'm just missing one gush is going to be the most expensive part. Yeah, yeah, of well, it. But that, yeah. but. Even Gush is like, what, six or seven bucks? Ooh, oh no. Yeah, and (laughs) that's where I think, I think a lot of people complaining about, you know, like Channel Fireball is now doing uh, the uh, Sunday events at all the GPs, and and Star City Games is doing it at their, you know, magic convention thing, and uh, uh, we're seeing a lot of interest in popper, and prices are going to rise, and so I I don't think that six dollars for a Gush, I mean, it's not ideal. I'd love all my commons to be a buck, 
but there's going to be some cards that that cost something and it, wizards doesn't like to reprint things effectively and so we're going to have that happen but i can still <laughs> buy the most expensive popper deck the most expensive popper deck for less than my modern mana base not let's you know so yeah exactly so leave me alone you know like like okay gush is six seven eight even ten dollars and it, it, that's yeah no that's not ideal that that's definitely some feels bads to spend 40 bucks on a play set of a, a common uh, all they need to do is reprint it once though all they need to do is reprint it yeah. once although knowing wizards they'll make it rare or something because again of they course. do not want to let people play their game for some reason <laughs> they have they don't they don't like fun they I, I do i cannot for the life <laughs> of me figure it out i just cannot get how they're so quick to make planeswalker decks and intro packs and sell uh, I don't know if you, you you saw this, but there's those free sample decks, those little thirty card sample decks that game stores yeah. give out. Wizards is selling them for ten bucks in WalMarts and Targets. Yeah, and it's just that's what you want to put out there to people, but you don't want to put a a, a popper event deck out there. And I, I just I don't get it. You don't want to put Gush. If they were to include Gush in the next Master set, you know they'd make it at least uncommon. And and. They're not doing that because of draft. They're doing that because they don't want the price to be affected by the reprint too much. They're too worried about that, I think. I don't know for fact, but that's my suspicion. Because why else are you going to take every single money card is going to be bumped up to Mythic when they reprint it? And some of them, there is no reason why. When Snapcaster, it was rare in original Innistrad, but oh no, we got to make that a Mythic because God forbid it come down to 20 bucks again. (laughs) or whatever oh well no you're you're um you you can put the tinfoil hat on and and you know they they wizards does say they don't you know think about or care about the secondary market Mm -hmm. but they do of course they do you know (laughs) look at the map you said it perfectly with snapcaster mage they don't want prices to tank but it's like you said if they're i haven't watched your video you just put out today about the popper event decks Mm -hmm. but just just the idea of it is gonna sell yeah you know it's you know and popper is like the perfect kind of i wouldn't say exactly intro format Mm, yeah exactly but it's still a really good cheap format Mm. for people who don't want to spend because let's be honest even though standard by you know you and i our definition is not expensive right now for someone brand new to magic dumping 100 to 200 bucks in a single deck that's expensive and especially for the younger you go on the ladder uh uh uh, imagine being 15 like i started playing magic when i was about i don't remember the exact age but i was about 15 and i was literally using my allowance to buy packs of magic cards and and stuff like that and i can't imagine how i would have been able to now be able to play this game when they would want like for me to sit down and draft well that's $15 and I, I, I was having you know like trouble scrounging together four bucks for a booster pack and such and and you know I was I was like I told my mom I wanted to eat in the cafeteria and then I just pocket the money and go hungry is what I did uh, oh um, I, I I remember those oh, days oh yeah yep. and go on down and buy those ice age packs and 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 everything so, but yeah 
let, let me ask you this because did you actually have an LGS you could play at or did you just go to like a card shop and buy boosters and that's it? I had uh we had a really active I was in a I was in the magnet program and so that meant nerds galore and we had a really active <laughs> uh uh we had a really active magic play group. Uh, it was pretty okay. big. It was about like like uh, ten to twelve people, and there was a spot that we'd gather at at, at nutrition and lunch uh, uh, time, and uh, it was kind of varying ages between I think you know like like late junior high all the way up to graduating high school, and we'd sit down and you'd just be like, anyone want a game? And and it was a, a great experience. But I did also have this this little local game store uh, that I bought my packs at, and they did. They had you know everything from. Uh, 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 actual, you know, uh, uh, what at the time, I don't think they were calling it Friday Night Magic back then. It, it wasn't called that, but they had games of magic that you would okay. buy into. And they also just had that sort of thing where a lot of, it was a smaller game store, where a lot of those game stores will be like, everybody puts in a buck and we'll help, and we'll help match you up and, and, and you can win a booster yeah. back and stuff. But those were good times. Those were really good times. And and I had original Counterspell and Lightning Bolt, and it wasn't a problem then. <laughs> it wasn't a problem well, then. I wasn't sitting down there getting my creatures Lightning Bolted going, that's not fun. That's not fun. That's what they're afraid of. They say, well, it's, it's no fun if you play a creature and then someone just Lightning Bolts it. Yeah, I didn't seem to have a problem with it in high school. I'd Counterspell that Lightning Bolt. I did all right. You know, I, I, I just do not yeah. get that mentality. No, no. So the only reason I asked yeah. is because we didn't have an LGS where I was mm -hmm. in Florida. And so one of the things that I was like asking people who played back then was so we had so the store that I would buy my booster packs, it was a it was a card shop. But they all they did was sell sports cards like when baseball cards were huge right. back then. So they only had like a small little display for booster packs and. Um, so I'd buy them. And I remember all my friends, there was probably about 10, 15 of us. We would have to trade. The the biggest thing we would trade would be basic lands because <laughs> there were no intro decks or anything. Right. So we would have to trade lands with each other in order to like build our decks. Oh, yeah. And I was just curious if that ever happened to you back then. Well, where, well I do remember know. that lands were a bit of a commodity <laughs> for a while. That yeah. they, they had trouble figuring out how to get those basic lands to people. Uh, I liked those tournament decks they used to do that where they'd pack in a bunch of lands remember those the, yeah the starter decks or the tournament decks those were <clears throat> yeah, those were yeah. those were really cool yeah no so okay so i wasn't the only one then yes because it was just funny i can remember my first deck i ever built was like a mono green worm deck <laughs> it was terrible and i had to end up using islands as forests and just tell my friends you know hey these islands they're forests don't worry about it mm -hmm. there's no counter spells or anything right right so. yeah <laughs> Oh man, those were the days. Now it's I have so many basic lands. It's I can't even get rid of them. Right. No, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll happily. It's 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 one of those where when I see a new person at the shop and you know I'll happily give them like you know a thousand basic lands. Sure. Here you go. There's your. Take there's, them. Don't don't spend five dollars <laughs> on a land pack. Here you go. Yeah. Yeah. So um. No, that's cool, man. So um. I already asked how you're doing, how your day's been. Um, so you have definitely been putting out a lot more content, it seems, the past few weeks. Um, is there any reason for that? Or, I, or you're just... That might just be a perception thing on your part. I, I really have... Uh, actually, the last it? few weeks, to be honest with you, uh, is, is I've probably... Like, I do three videos a week. And uh, I keep to that pretty well, but... 
because I was going to all these GPs, I tried to get videos done in advance. But each of my videos, maybe that's yeah, what it is. Each of my videos takes about like uh, uh, on average about like two to three days to make and some of them I can they're easier and I can do in a solid day or day and a half and so it's hard to get ahead because pretty much three videos a week is me working seven days a week from morning until night uh, uh, but I can manage to sometimes find ways to, to get ahead on a few videos if I'm going to go out to a GP for the weekend might have been all the chatter might have been that I got to guest on a lot of people's stuff uh, but no I think if anything if you were to go back and precisely count it uh you might be like oh looks like you missed that that thursday there uh uh but i i was actually really proud of myself that i didn't miss that much i was very nervous about how many gps i agreed to to go to and uh i was very very (laughs) proud of myself uh for being able to keep up with uh the video schedule as well as i did yeah, so maybe that's it because, you know, I did notice you're going to a lot of GPs and I'm just thinking to myself, how the hell is he still doing these videos when he's like, you know, all the way at freaking London yeah, or it's, wherever else you went? It, it's, um, it's been rough. It's been rough. But, uh, you know, I've, I've leaned hard into the workaholism curve. So l- let's talk about YouTube for a little bit yeah. here. Um, so one of the things that I always like asking, especially with... Um, I guess other magic YouTubers is, you know, especially you, you're doing it full time now, Mm -hmm. which is, um, it's gotta be a little bit crazy. You just said you were working seven days a week. Um, it's, um, you know, obviously I have to assume you, you're, you're loving what you're doing. Yes. Um, and you know, you're not only the biggest magic, the gathering YouTube channel now, but, um, it's, you know, you're a very well recognized personality out there. And, um, you know, I've saw you in some of the other interviews people were doing to you on for Grand Prix London. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things I think that you were asked isn't, you know, like what advice do you have for newer content creators and all that? And um, what would you say? And, and not just for, I guess, more relating to YouTube, what kind of advice do you have for just YouTubers in general well, out there? You, you you have to do what you love. If you don't love it, you, there's there's not really a point uh, that I see because uh, you're not gonna you're not gonna get rich and you shouldn't expect to get rich making you know YouTube content if you manage to be one of the very lucky few and I'm very very lucky that I I'm able to support myself on it uh, that's yeah. wonderful but I mean I'm literally like it was a process of me kind of transitioning out of my job and into this one and it's pretty much replaced like uh, 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 that job in terms of, you know, the income coming in. But that's about it. I mean, I'm, uh, uh, I think it was, uh, there was a, a, a Loading Ready Run recently where Graham Stark said something along the lines of the idea that we're dri- all driving in our, our YouTube Ferraris or something like that is just so laughable because YouTube pays in pennies. And, and yeah. uh, uh, yes, if you become the next, I don't know, Casey Neistat or someone, I'm sure YouTube will pay you million dollar you know like amounts over you know your your period working with them and that there will be so many other business opportunities and such and that's great but you shouldn't get into it thinking that you're going to be that that very very small percent of youtubers 
that make that money. You should get into it because you're driven by a need to create, by a desire to, to, to make this content and put it out there. And that's going to have to be your, your fuel is that love of creation. I mean, I like I said a second ago, uh, uh, I'm working seven days a week and I'm honestly like what I'm I'm putting in my pocket at the end of the day I mean after the office is paid pay, I mean like I have a company now that is Tellarian Community College and that's yeah. that's what all the money goes into the company and then the company I'm an employee of myself it's really fascinating uh, uh, because otherwise taxes would be taking like like if I attempted to put you know <laughs> everything directly in my pocket taxes would be taking out an ungodly amount from oh, that yeah. and so oh, I yeah know. I the know. way you do that is then you, when you start getting there is you make a company and then you are hired by your own company it's it's but you know yep. and I'm, I'm basically taking a little bit more but not terribly more than what i made as a a, a professor but uh i'm working a lot more because you know teaching college classes you remember is a couple days a week a couple hours per class yep. uh, it was very laid back i go with my cup of coffee sit cross-legged on the table let's talk about literature let's talk about <laughs> rhetoric uh a couple times a semester after grade some essays that's boring but it, it passes and and it was a pretty laid back, easy gig that I enjoyed thoroughly. And now I am honestly working every minute to keep this going. But I'm I love it. I love it. I, I hate it sometimes in terms of how much work, you know, to get out of video. And but I also I, I, I have to do it. I'm addicted to it. I, I love yep. this process and this act so much. And that's it's just it's just my driving point uh, right now these days. And so that's what I'd say if you're new, do it because you want to do the thing. Whether it's a one, maybe it's a one time thing. Maybe you just want to do one video or 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 episode or whatever just to see what it's like and explore, experiment. But make it for you. And if you make content that you love, if what you produce at the end of the day is something that excites you then that's all that matters because that excitement, that love will draw others to you. Don't think I'm going to be the crowd pleaser. I'm going to, okay, this is going to make them happy. Make you happy. And that is what, oh, yeah, what definitely. it creates. That creates this gravity to your work. And that gravity is what pulls in other people. They like that you are so excited and genuine and that it's, it's you're doing you. Always do you. If you're not doing you, what's the point? I, I would never... In a million years, it, like like one of the there there there's all kinds of you know stuff out there. But one of the funniest things to me is the idea. I've, I hear people suggest that I secretly am some kind of like plant for wizards. That like I'm I'm just putting out there what they want put out there sort of thing. And and which is really funny because so much of my stuff is saying don't buy wizards products. They're crap. <laughs> and I, I think that people conveniently forget that I do that because then the one time I do I say hey this commander precon is amazing it's an A this is for 34 bucks this you know this is great go out and pick it up and play with friends and they go oh he just works for wizards it's an ad isn't it and 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 such but god I couldn't I would I would I would quit tomorrow if I had to make someone else's work if I, I why would I be spending 7 days a week in here putting out you know someone else's message i i, I don't want to yeah. do that what i love and find so addictive about this is 
you know, that it is me and my art and my word and my personality uh, uh, is what's going out there. And that's that's what drives me. I couldn't be driven by making, you know, I've got a friend who he he's an artist uh, and in design and, and he ended up with a job at a company and he does, don't worry, I can say this, he, he, he doesn't, he's not in magic and doesn't listen to your podcast so I can t- <laughs> talk about him. But, you know, he basically is making his art for someone else's profit and it's like he's putting you know uh uh uh, together displays and things for a big company and that's not his art that's not him sitting down and creating that's him being told to create what the company wants and i don't know how he i i i never could understand how he reached the point where he said yeah okay that's that's what i'll do because to me and no, no offense to anyone that does that. Like, I don't mean to offend anybody or anything. And like, you do yeah. you. But for me, uh, if we are talking art, and I do view what I do as an art, like it has to come from my heart, and 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 it has to be my, you know, blood that flows into this channel because I am working my life into this channel. And so, if you're gonna do it, just ask yourself, am I happy with what I made? And and because I hear so many people say, oh well, the, you know, I I, I got to focus on what like Philip DeFranco's doing or what this and this. it's like no, that's not you, and that's don't expect that to be you. Don't look at other like just make yourself proud. That's what it has to be about. Get that payment in a kind of moral and artistic satisfaction from within, and that's what what it has to be, in my opinion. And also have good yeah. sound, and also have good sound. Yes, <laughs> like please, and cons- consistency too. Yeah. If, if you're going to try to do it. No, but um, you also bring up a really good point as well that. um, um Oh, crap. I just lost my train of thought. But um, no, I, I you, you um when you were talking about you had to make yourself a company, did you have to corporatize yourself? Yeah, yeah no, I had I made a I went with like uh, the two choices are like an LLC and an S corp. And we, we went okay. down to an accountant that we had a reliable referral to. And 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 this is the thing that, you know, uh, uh, is really this is the this is the depressing part of art, because in order for me to have my art channel, we had to go speak to an accountant and you pay the accountant. No. And he had a long discussion with us about my when I say us, I mean, my wife and I uh, about, OK, so if you form an <laughs> LLC, these are the way the taxes work. But if you form an S corp, these are the way the taxes work. And, you know, and, and so he advised that given our situation, we should go for an S-Corp and, and all this. And then we had to get an S-Corp and a bookkeeper. And I'm on the bookkeeping. And uh, uh, I actually now uh, uh, have a, uh, a second person on my payroll, uh, 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 you know, just a kind of, you know, extremely part time. But it's it's a yeah. fascinating thing to be like, OK, I, I can offer you this to help out you know, help me make these videos uh, at the rate I do and such. And, and, and it's, it's uh, whenever I work with someone now, like I, I just did a, a video uh, uh, with a cosplayer and it's like, I, I, I pay them for their time and their work as well because I'm making money. I'm profiting off of my channel yeah. and I would not, before I had any of that, when I wasn't making any money, I would just like, oh, hey, would you love to come do a thing with me? That And that'd be really nice of you and that's great, you know, but then I, 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 I when I was making money, I didn't feel like I could do that. And a lot of people, that's their default. It's just like, oh, I'd love to come, like, you know, come beyond the thing. And, and it's like, I really... I'm proud that I can pay, you know, the talent that I work with 
uh, uh, for their talent. Uh, uh, I, I, that makes me really happy. But there's a lot of accounting and bookkeeping and all these weird taxes and fees and stuff involved that just makes my head spin because I'm an English major. So <laughs> finance and money is not my area, not my forte. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm always interested in that aspect of it because, like you said, you run a very popular YouTube channel. So when you have a cosplayer or someone that you have to pay, is that sort of like you're having to pay a vendor or something yeah, or a contractor? Yeah, uh, or? I think we put it down as an uh, uh, independent contractor. Uh, is is what we put it down as I, I don't know like you uh, have to ask my bookkeeper uh, because you know or, or like when I have like uh, 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 I hire someone to make an intro sequence that's animated for you know an episode or something like that uh, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's a category I think it's independent contractor uh, sort of thing that it goes down as oh, okay yeah. okay now that's interesting so I guess another question and now you're describing as your video as this sort of art do you have any kind of strategy of when you're like i guess planning ahead of what videos you want to do oh yeah or is it just something where you're one day you're like oh i want to do a video on popper or i want to do a video on you know penny dreadful or something (laughs) yeah well i mean (laughs) that's how it comes to me i have a list i've got a let's it's literally the file on my computer is called the list uh and and (laughs) it is my list of ideas and uh, a bit of a rough schedule of about the next month where I have basically it says Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, and I slot ideas yeah. into there. Uh, and as I get closer to one, I create a separate file that then, so I, I like today I did the, the popper event deck proposal. And so I had that idea some weeks back and I'm like, yeah, they should do these popper event decks. What if I tried to pitch it? Like I've, I'm the product guy in some ways. And what if I, yeah. I, I, I never pitched a product. So I thought, oh, that's a, that's, that interested me. And, and so um, that then eventually got into a separate file and I, I work with a script. Uh, I almost always am scripted. And so I, I, I sit and I write out every word that you see. There's very few moments when I'm talking in a video that, like, sometimes it hits me. I'm talking and I just, like, like, like the, the electricity from the gods strikes and I, I go off script yeah. and I start doing my thing. But for the most part, you know, I have a complete script for every single video. Uh, or at least 99.9% of them. And so as I you know, develop ideas on the list, eventually they spin off into their own document. The document is scripted. Uh, mm-hmm. It gets to the point where then I, I uh, if it's uh, a video where I'm just addressing the camera, that's easy. I just set up the camera. If it's a product review, uh, uh, I have to then shoot all the angles of the product. I, I want to, you know, make sure to show what I'm describing. So if at one point I wrote, you know, like, oh, this deck box, it catches the cards. I need to catch that on video, which can be difficult sometimes uh, uh, to clearly show it. I've had trouble with sleeves where they scratch, but the scratches won't show up on the camera very visibly. And I'm like, oh, no, guys, I got to show you these sleeves are going to get scratched real easy, <laughs> but they're light scratches. And it's, it's yeah. enough that a judge is going to say, hey, that's marked card there or just that's going to tick you off to have this but then the damn camera and lighting it's not catching the scratch very well and so that can take a lot longer that's one of that's a three-day video right there that's one of those ones where I'm I'm definitely spending a lot of time getting footage and and sweating under the lights and 
stuff. Um, yeah. Whereas one where I'm just talking to the camera is a lot less set up and the lighting's constant and all that such. Uh, but then I go and I film it all. And then after I filmed everything, uh, I record my audio and my video separately. Uh, I need to edit. So I need to integrate the audio and the video, sync it up if there's me on camera and just uh, uh, do, you know, like clean up on the audio and then go through and edit and do the whole 10 minute plus video or five minute plus video or whatever length it is. And like I said, some of them I can knock it out in a day or two, and some of them it's three days. And I just go through the list. It's a huge list. I have a million ideas. I, I love magic. And, and that's one of the things that I also, you know, going back to the point of what you love, like people say to me, why don't you do Hearthstone videos? You'll get more views. Like, like small Hearthstoners have as many subscribers as you do. Like tiny Hearthstoners I mean, have, have like, the, like the, they're, they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they are correct. I mean, Hearthstone's wildly more popular, at, at least in the YouTube atmosphere. But I don't like it. With I don't like it. And so it I don't would blame be like, I don't like it either. And, and you know, again, <laughs> I, not to yuck anyone's yum. It's just not my jam. And, and, and it's just, I don't, I'm not going to be able to sit down and, you know, like have a million ideas for a game I'm not into. Uh, and yeah. so I feel in some ways my strength is that I really do love magic and I love playing magic and I, I love thinking about magic. I love talking to people about magic. And my file called The List is pages long of just, you know, just single line ideas of videos and, and, and such. And, and uh, I've, got an, I've got more videos than I have time to film. <laughs> No, that's um, it's pretty cool. Yeah, um, I, I like that idea. I mean, I have something similar for the podcast where I have definitely a list of episodes I want to do. Yeah, but with the way I usually work, they 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 will sometimes go through in the podcast. It's just I'm definitely one of those. I'll just be at work working on a server or a switch or something, and then all of a sudden an idea will hit me about magic. Right. And I'm like, okay, I need to talk about this. Yeah. And then that happens way too often to where I'll just all of a sudden just start writing down. Oh, you, you got to oh. write it down because if you don't, it's <laughs> lost. Have, have you ever, like, you had that great idea, and then you're like, I'll write it down later, and then it's later, and it's gone. Oh, of course. Oh, that's the worst. That's like, that's See, so bad. That uh, that kills me because it was See, all, I rem God. all I remember is how brilliant the idea was and nothing else yes <laughs> thank thank god for smartphones now that is one plus about them yeah. is now when that happens i can open up my note app that syncs up with my computer and just write write down a quick little thing about it and then be able to elaborate it when i have some time yeah yeah you know it's um no but that that's happening to me way too often <laughs> it's um it's it's with podcasting for me um i can especially remember when i was a kid you, you remember home alone 2 with the talk boy yes i used to make my own radio shows with the talk boy and just all, all i would do is i would record myself talking about whatever the hell and then i'd be the only one listening to him so yeah it's <laughs> i really wish i'd started podcasting earlier um it's been two it's actually coming up on two years Ooh, this congratulations month. actually Thank you. It's um, I'm actually hitting episode 100 at the time of this recording. Um, I'm going to be hitting episode 100 next week. Um, unfortunately, you're going to be episode 101. All right. Well, I'm um, the new. I'm the new <laughs> season. I'm I'm the start yes. of the next hundred. Yes, the next hundred. Right. And um, I, I'll be honest. I never thought I'd even get that far because um, it's one of those. I, I'm very very bad at starting a project and then doing it for a little bit then just never seeing it to completion but something with podcasting especially with and doing magic which is something that i love mm -hmm. it just 
you know, I, it makes me be able to keep going. And you and I have talked uh, privately where um, and I actually had to take some of your advice because I was just it, it was getting Christmas time. I was starting to feel really down and it was time for me to record my year end special. <laughs> and I just I literally was like sitting here trying to record talk and I just couldn't do it. Yeah, it was just I like literally could not do it. And I thought I just wanted to quit podcasting. Yeah. Just like all together. So I just took a break. Yeah. And, and, and you talked to me about that and you know, it's, and I'm glad I kind of listened to your advice cause it's just, I needed a break. I thought I just wanted to quit. Mm-hmm. And then you, and what brought me back in was two things. Um, the standard bannings mm-hmm. because it's just like, Oh my God, again, again. what the fuck wizards, <laughs> what is going on? And then of course the whole background check deal that was going on. And I had, I just had to talk about it too. Right. Right. Because while I, and I mean, you don't have to get into it, but I, while I think the idea of background checks are good, it's just the way Wizards is going about it is just oh, sure. What the hell, Wizards? <laughs> yeah, that that that's an entire mess. I mean, nobody's against background. I mean, like like I I can't imagine any logical person is is there's no argument to be made against background checks, but there there's ways to implement it properly, and then there's wizards and wizards. <laughs> I mean, at least they're it, yeah, it's be- something's yeah. better than nothing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, wizards. I, I don't, and and I also feel like, like I said, I'm a creative writing major who talks about you know Magic the Gathering. I uh, uh, I think that you know professionals who are, you know implement this. I I, I think. Uh, one of the arguments that a lot of people are saying is like, can we just look at how other card games like Pokemon TCG, where they have judges or they call them professors? And yeah, exactly. It's like they, they, they've been doing it. So if there's an oversight that that I was shocked that Watsi wasn't doing it already. I think a lot of people were. Maybe yeah. Watsi was shocked. Uh, wouldn't surprise me in the least. But um uh, uh, you know, like I don't know how. Like, don't ask me how to do it. I don't know how to do it properly. Let's see who find someone. The way I approach many complicated things in life is let's find someone who's doing it right and copy them. <laughs> and and I would definitely exactly. I would definitely say that that would be my starting point. Is can you outline for me what Pokemon TCG or you know a couple of the other larger like like I don't know about if Yu Gi Oh like I don't know much about Yu Gi Oh. I imagine they've got a similar yeah. setup. I uh, I know some of these other TCG. CGs are going to have the equivalent of judges and and the equivalent of judges being background checked uh, or or whatever proper safety guidelines you know other one of the points people made up is is uh, that other countries don't have what we consider a background check but they have something yeah there's a system yeah and and Pokemon is definitely international we know that I think that's a really good one to look at and so can we start with an outline of what Pokemon does and then just take that piece of paper that is an outline of their process and begin with that. And if you want to add to it or you want to like make some <laughs> tweaks, fine. You know, like but like let's start there. Uh, uh, but yeah, the what a what a uh, uh, are you? Do you swear? You do swear on your your, your podcast? You don't? Yeah, you do? Yeah, you do? Uh, what you, that? What you, a, you can swear. What a clusterfuck. Uh, I mean, it, it like is, that is but the y- definition y- of it. You, you know what you're saying, though. You're, you're making the biggest mistake when it comes to corporations. And you said you are corporatized, mm-hmm. right? I am. Um, you're being too logical. Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> yes. You're making too much sense. Sorry, sorry. I, I <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, you, you need to you need to cut it down on the sense. All right. Yeah. You need to 
<laughs> so um with with the talks that you and i have had you've also we, we've also talked about how we're both fans of a little known tv show called star trek yes yes uh uh it was an ancient show it's not on television anymore i assure you <laughs> it's not on television and they don't make movies uh star trek movies anymore i assure you they do not make star trek movies anymore uh, there's some confusion because there's a show that accidentally called itself Star Trek on right now. It's not Star Trek. Oh, and there's man. some movies that they, they meant to call themselves Space Flight in Battle or something like that. And they accidentally <laughs> called themselves Star Trek. But yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of Star Trek. Uh, 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 you might say Star Trek is my religion. Uh, I, I, I'm very I, passionate I, about Star Trek. I know what you mean. So. And I, I think you and I have talked about Discovery before. And so have you seen any of the episodes of it? I have seen, uh, I, I can't sit through it. I started and I, I can't, it's it's actually kind of an emotional thing for me because it represents taking a unique idea, a distinct idea, a, a show that was defined by this one thing which was you know the idea of exploration science peace diplomacy and just turning it into like death and destruction and space battles and to put it in a very broad sense imagine for a moment uh, 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 that they took like Doctor Who if there's any Doctor Who fans and they they made the show but there wasn't a time traveling time lord or TARDIS and they called it Doctor Who but there was no time travel and there was no TARDIS and there was no doctor. And 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 it's like, well, but that's not Doctor Who. <laughs> and it's just like, as soon as I sat down to what, I'm like, this is not Star Trek. This is not what Star Trek is. This is not what Star Trek is about. Don't call it Star Trek then. Do your own thing. And like, if anybody loves Discovery, again, I really, I, I don't mean to yuck your yum. I'm not about doing that to people, but it doesn't mean I have to like everything and I don't like this. And Star Trek is one of the few properties that I really am passionate about. It means a lot to me and I can't yes. sit through that. Yes. It's just not, it's not what Star Trek is about. And, and I, for me anyway, and if you love it, go for it. If you love something, more power to you. But it, it ain't my jam, man. It ain't my jam. <laughs> well, I'm sad to hear that because um, even though I do agree with you on what Star Trek is about, it's yeah. about exploration and and really, you know, asking questions about humanity that, you know, we may not even think of for ourselves, right. you know. Um, and while Discovery so far has not really done that i feel like discovery takes a lot of um i guess themes from more of deep space nine where you know it's the more you know it, not everything's black and white sure um there, there's a lot of gray areas and deep space nine was that but deep space nine also did have its own star trek themes of exploration mm -hmm. as well too mm -hmm. even though it was just on a space station but um <laughs> absolutely deep space nine i'm a big deep space nine fan it's a shame yeah. that the show did not go beyond season four but nonetheless that it ended at season oh, four oh, and, and that they stopped making deep space nine at the at, at season four uh uh and and stuff and then it was oh, very wow. confusing because then there was this other show <laughs> and a lot of people get confused because there was a completely different show set in space about like this war and it was all about this war and just war 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 <laughs> and and they accidentally called it deep space nine so people got and they meant to call it mindless war space battle show and and they accidentally called it deep space nine but up until 
that point, <laughs> Deep Space Nine was an incredible, incredible show. Uh, 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 I used to sit in my room. I had the schematics of the station up of, along my bed. I had my toy That's phaser hilarious. and tricorder. I used to pretend I was on Deep Space Nine. I was sitting alone in my room. My, my wonderful childhood spent mostly alone uh, 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 and just sitting alone in my room. And I'd pretend I was just like in, in quarters on Deep Space Nine. And I would get a call That's for funny. security and stuff like that. I, I really really loved deep space nine so that that's interesting i mean there were still some good episodes were, after season there were four there were a few uh good yeah. episodes and, but um, they, they they just lean they just it it turned into yeah, something the, else it just turned they, into they something went too else. hard and D- dominion war was just and that and i do agree with that point it just it went on for far too long and then that last episode of deep space nine with space jesus cisco <laughs> was just I, I was not about that. Yeah. It was just, it was really bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, wow. Like, so his destiny was to throw a book into the fire. <laughs> so hang on, hang on, hang on. They needed the book thrown in the fire. And this needed, oh he, was, he was apparently genetically, like, not engineered, but preordained or whatever, where they, yeah, they, they yeah. set things in motion to cause his birth. Because they could see all of time, and they were directing. Because they needed a book pushed in a cave, like like that's it. <laughs> that's literally the book emissary throw book in fire, and it's just like this is what it came down to, you know. Oh and, my god, and, and, I know it's so bad. I know it was just. Do, do you remember that episode where Cisco and Jake? build a sub light a light sail ship and they go off to like and they're in it and they're talking like father and son about they're it's called explorers and they're trying to recreate was that an earlier yeah, one yeah 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 it was called explorers and it was a, a okay uh 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 cisco wanted to prove that the ancient Bajorans actually landed on Cardassia, which which they, they said was impossible because okay. they didn't have they didn't have uh, 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 faster than light travel capability then. But he said they had these okay, solar yeah, powered ships episode, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. And he's like, I'm just going to do what they did. And he built it because he was a builder. That was the other thing that they they forgot later on is that Picard was the diplomat and and uh, Kirk was the explorer and and Cisco was the builder, which was supposed to be because we're we're staying in one location. So he's building up Bajor and the station and everything. He designed starships and he designed the Defiant. They they left all that building stuff behind to just blow crap up later. But he was the builder. He built the ship, the ancient Bajoran ship. And he says, I'm going to take my son with me. And his son's like, nah, dad, I don't want to go. And he's like, come on, come on, come on. And then his son goes (laughs) with him. And he's like trying to connect with his son and also do this this thing. And this is where his son says to him, I don't want to be in Starfleet, dad. I want to do something different. I want to be a writer. Yeah. And he and and they're out there in the stars and they're floating lost at one point. And he says, Jake, there's only one thing true in life is you find something you love and you do it as best you can. And I just that and and and, and they found it. They found that actually there were these little solar streams and it caught just specifically the Bajoran uh, light sails and and it carried them faster than light right up to Cardassia's doorstep. And that actually the, 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 the Society of Poets had found, you know, the Bajorans were poets and stuff and they had actually found Cardassia before Cardassia found them. And, and they proved it and, and that it was possible and stuff. And then Cardassia at the very end said, oh, by the way, uh, we just now discovered this wreckage of some old light ships of Bajorans uh, uh, here. <laughs> I'm, okay, yeah. I'm, I'm remembering yeah, yeah. that episode. And, and, 
and like yeah, that yeah. that's the show and then there was another one where they're they're blowing up ships for about 45 minutes and and it's like, sir, yep. they're activating the mines. Put all power, blah, blah, blow, blow, blow up, blow up, blow, 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 blow up. It's just so. That was really a shame that people confused that show with Deep Space Nine because Deep Space Nine was a great show for those four <laughs> years and occasional episode afterward. Uh, yeah. 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 I do, I do it, feel it was, strongly uh, about Star Trek in case you hadn't noticed. Oh, no, and I can definitely tell it's... Um, <laughs> It's no, I I love Star Trek. It's it's funny because growing up, I did not like Next Gen mm-hmm. because I found it so boring as a kid. But I loved the original series with Kirk, interesting, and Spock and Bones. It's um because every episode was like an adventure. Yeah, you know, in, in TOS, and every episode had a clear you know beginning, middle, and end, and it was it, it always felt happy. It was very, of course, there were many campy moments in it, but um you know. It, when I was a kid, I loved seeing Kirk kick ass <laughs> and, it, you know, punching and the double fist. But, I mean, I re- what? Oh, no, no, go on. I, I just I, no, I, I just no, I was yeah. just I still firmly believe that in the lore of Star Trek, Kirk is the best fighter mm-hmm. and I like out of everybody. He could just kick any captain's ass. Ah, but there was I was going to say, but you you've also I, I'm sure heard, you know, uh, 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 that there Kirk would would there was no situation Kirk couldn't think his way out of he was also he gets that reputation because he you know like like but he was always like there's a lot of ones where the camera just comes in 50 millimeter on him and he tilts his head and he's (laughs) like now this is something he's he's definitely you know like could think his way out of out of problems uh, as well and Picard for all his diplomacy and, and, and ambassadorship you know he was never one to back down from a fight either like you remember uh 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 in uh 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 yesterday's enterprise uh at the end when the alternate enterprise from the the war dimension because the enterprise c got transferred to the wrong future Mm -hmm. uh uh and and they're blowing up the enterprise d and the klingon uh message comes on and and says uh 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 uh, discuss terms of surrender and picard just goes that'll be the day and hops over the tactical station you know to do a full round and it's like that's the thing is is like you know picard wouldn't back down from from a fight uh 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 if if the cause is just you know, like as 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 Tom Locke said to him, are you really going to die for a cause? And Picard looks up and he says, if the cause is just any day, you know, uh, uh, it's I loved it. Star Trek. Good old Star uh, I, Trek. I love that yeah. part. And um, I, I, I'm rewatching Next Gen again. And I made the mistake of watching. Um, I can't remember. I think it's the episode is just called Brothers. It's the episode oh, yeah. right after. It's episode two of season four where he goes back to Earth mm-hmm. just after recovering from the board. Mm-hmm. And I made the freaking mistake of watching that while I was on the on the elliptical. Oh, no. And of course, it gets to that part where him and his brother are just fighting in the fields and he's just professing like they took everything I had. Right. And I couldn't and just. Oh god, I'm trying so hard not to like break yeah. down while I'm running and I'm just like, "Oh my god, okay, I got to stop it. I got to yeah. stop it right now." Um no, but that, that's always and uh, that show Next Gen had a lot of those powerful. I mean, every Star Trek series had some of those powerful moments oh, yeah. where not only did it like break you down into tears, but also like really made you question. I mean, Measure of a Man is the perfect example. Mm-hmm. I mean, if if you want anyone who's never watched Star Trek to know what Star Trek is about, Measure of a Man I feel like is one of the perfect episodes to have them watch. Yeah, yeah, I, and, I agree. 
to to really show them that hey this is not a show that's all about fighting and you know taught you know making peace between alien nations no it's about you know is this robot does this robot have a soul does this robot or android i mean yeah um you know is he a person is he his own person and it's just a real a lot of those moral questions that just make you go huh you know yeah you know what i mean yeah. and but and, but also more than that uh as picard said is is we will be judged by what we do here today what we do to yeah. him uh which is something i actually and i really carry these messages in my heart at all times because i did grow up on that and and but i i didn't just grow up on that i really i've rewatched it and i have taken it to heart and i do think to myself as i go through life it's not just about is data sentient in my own life and how I, I interact with other people. But I think, you know, it also reflects on, on me and my actions and what I do. Yeah. Like, what does it say of me? How will I be judged? You know? Uh, uh, and I I really feel very strongly that uh, it's a shame we don't have uh, a proper Star Trek show or or movie series <laughs> asking those questions. I mean, when you go when you look at whatever the latest JJ uh, Abrams space flight Star Trek movie thing is and you think back to like, you know, Star Trek 6 where they spend half the film quoting Shakespeare and like the Klingons Oh, that's Klingons that's my favorite. Love Shakespeare, you know. And that, that's my favorite movie out of those two Undiscovered Country. Yeah, I, I I'll take all six. I think all six of the even the first one, even the boring one. <laughs> that's right, even the most boring yeah. one. I, have yeah. Have you rewatched I, I, it I agree like with especially that. since you said you were a fan of of Toss, like rewatch it. Uh, it is a perfect movie presentation of a t- toss episode. It it, it, it really is. And, it, and it there is. you go. And that one that ends with 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 Decker ascending, and it says the human journey is just beginning. Is the final you know title card? The human journey is just beginning, and it just that's 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 why I'm here seven days a week in this office is because my journey is just beginning. I thought my life was over before before this. I thought. You know, I, I had wanted to be a, an artist when I was a kid, and I went to college because my father n- never worked a day in his life and never supported the family, and I didn't want to be like yeah. him, so I went to college as a backup. And then that backup, mm-hmm. of course, because the books didn't sell. I was a writer, and you can't sell books. And, you know, uh, uh, I, I started <laughs> teaching, and I loved teaching and teaching other people's books, but I still loved teaching. And then it just was a job, and, and it was like, I'll be doing this. I remember looking up at the sky one day on campus thinking, I will be on this campus looking up at these trees you know I, I counted the years ahead of me till 60 when the the, the the pension plan would kick in and I could retire I did and I thought I will be 52 my son will be this old then I'll be 58 he'll have moved out of the house yep. and I'll be standing here going in to teach the exact same classes and and that will have been the summation of my life and uh, I basically had accepted that that's what life is is that you give up on your dreams and 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 you you accept reality and you you work your little drudgery job and 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 uh, you know what my life's just beginning I am just and, and I am it, just getting started and so and are you, you make a and so re- are you it, exactly you make a really good point because it's really easy. And I fall into this trap all the time because I work, you know, an eight to five job, but I'm also on call. Um, you know, I, I basically have to since I work for a healthcare company, mm-hmm. 
where there's doctors and hospitals involved, I could be called in at any time. Mm -hmm. So there's definitely that a lot of those mornings I'm waking up driving to work. I'm in a, you know, stuck in a traffic jam and just be like, this is my life. Mm -hmm. And it's every time I get on at least I, I try to think of when I'm doing this podcast and even my other video game podcasts that I do, it's I, I, I like to think that, you know, one of these days my kids will come back and listen to this and just listen to me ramble on about some dumb card game to, to them. They may think it's dumb, but or, or even my grandchildren may come back and listen. You know, they'll have records of me being able to talk about this mm-hmm. or even see my videos of it. And that kind of makes me feel good that in a way that at least in my family, I'll be remembered that way. Yeah, You know, they, they won't just remember me working eight to five and, you know, and then coming home and just being exhausted. And then, you know, Hey, they'll be able to, to hear me talk about what I really love mm-hmm. about. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And you are, and it, it does help a little bit, but it's, um, you know, it's definitely, it's not easy all the time. No. <laughs> some of the and, things that are worthwhile aren't, you know, and, and some of the, the yeah. things that are worth the most aren't. But that's what makes a diamond is time and pressure is, is you need that pressure yeah. and you need that time. Yeah. So let me ask you this. In terms of your YouTube channel, um, if your YouTube channel were to fail, are you able to fall back on teaching? Uh, well, I mean... That would be pretty pretty difficult to do, in all honesty. Uh, there's a lot of reasons. Uh, I'd have to be starting from scratch. I'd probably okay. have to be starting at new institutions. I had kind of so I had you know I had I had worked into having a uh, uh, a regular employment at these few institutions. Uh, yeah. I, I actually I I, I got doxed uh, over Christmas. And uh, it led to yeah, I, yeah, saw that. I, I don't want to get too deep into that because it was kind of painful. Uh, but uh, I did get doxed, and in the way I got doxed was, I mean, I've been doxed in the past where I had like a landline, I had to disconnect. You know, people calling up, they're like threatening me, threatening my son. It's it's sick uh, that people do that over a card game. But this was a really kind yeah. of organized thing uh, by some people who didn't like me or something. And uh, uh, basically, what happened was because of that, what what was posted was not just my you know my you know my name's out there that's not a secret but here are the schools the names and locations of the schools he's on the employment record at uh and though i'm not currently teaching there you know like i could have called them up and been like okay can i get back on some classes for the fall you know sort of thing i'm on there you know like i those are my institutions that i taught and can yeah. in the future teach at and so what happened was was they got inundated by phone calls of people uh you know like like making incredibly wild and and questionable accusations because just like false reports pretty yeah, much basically you know it's just the sort of crap people do to each other uh and stuff and so uh, uh i got some calls after the holidays from my you know former you know deans and like what's going on we need to have a talk and it's something where it's not impossible it's not impossible (laughs) but it would definitely i I don't know how 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 easy returning to working at those institutions after that would be uh and with that continuing too because it's you know like it's it's a weird sort of thing being you know uh, hounded in that way i guess you could say or just you know, people going after you in in such a manner, uh, yeah, uh, to, it, it, to like it, go after your 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 
the information, where you work, where you live, where your phone number, what your son's name is, and six, it's six, scary. it's terrifying to you know like yeah. like like have that happen. Uh, to have it as an organized effort against you is even more scary. But you know, magic is serious business. <laughs> no, and yet you bring on a really good point. It's um, it's it's scary because um. You know, I wouldn't want that to happen no. to me. And and while while I know you deal with way more criticism than I do, um, I will say the first time that I got like a sort of quote unquote hate comment mm-hmm. or whatever or hate review, I was actually kind of happy yeah. in a sense that they actually took the time to listen to my podcast <laughs> and then took the time to review it and say it was terrible. I'm like. I was like, oh, this is actually really cool. Oh, I'm more than <laughs> fine with that. I, I, I love it. Like, I, but, I'm. Uh, w- but w- yeah. with the harassment that you're dealing with, it's that that's where I get a little bit where, you know, and and while as a content creator, yeah, I, I would love to get more popular. You know, obviously, anybody who is going to create content for, you know, and do it consistently, of course, you want people to actually see it. Uh, you know and and you want you want it to get known out there and you know there have been times where i see it happen to you or i see it happen to wedge or whoever else out there in the magic community you get all this hate and i'm just like and getting docs i'm just like i I don't know i don't know if i want that yeah i don't know if i want that life it's so it's very common it's like i i I had some larger youtubers that i i'm i've established you know connections and and such with speak to me especially after that incident and you know it's apparently it's it's part and parcel of the gig at that point and it sucks but it doesn't change the reality of it uh, it, you know, that's it. Yeah, it does suck. I mean, <laughs> yeah. And and I, I wish I could just say it's just magic, but it's like no, any kind it's not. of thing you do. It's it's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's the thing. And, and, you know, I don't know really what more to say beyond, you know, you again, uh, I just try and live by that Star Trek philosophy about how I will be judged by my act. You know, what will others you know, what will they say of us? And what will they say of me? And I've been think I think about that a lot in in how I do just about anything. Is just you know, well, how yeah. will I do it? You know, I could have how how do I react to this? How do I respond to this? What are what are my actions? Yeah, exactly. And, and I just you know, that's the that's the way I I, I approach my life. But you know, it's just my strategy. <laughs> yeah, the 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 way that I grew up, I I took martial arts for a very long time mm. when I was a kid. And I stopped around a little bit after mid twenties, and um, it was just mainly due to time. I just could not fit in the time anymore for it, and um, it was, you know, the the way I've I've always been, I, I've been very disciplined by that in terms of you know trying to treat people with respect, try to treat them as as you would want to be treated yourself, and it's that can be very hard sometimes, especially with the way people act, and it's. You, you do see this a lot online and I know I've been guilty of it too like treating people like shit online yeah um, and you just have to really sit back and realize that you know there's a person on the other end of there and while you may not see that person it's you know what you say can affect them and that that one video you did of um we're talking about Christine Sprinkle, mm-hmm. that whole controversy thing is you made a really good point where, you know, when you have such a big platform, even though you say, you know, 
hey, you know, don't go harass this person. You you they're going to do it. Right. You know, regardless of what you say. And it's, you know, I don't even know where I'm going with this, but just it. I guess just in the end, just respect people. Yeah. You know, it's. Be nice. It, it sucks. Be nice. Don't be, <laughs> be a, nice. You, uh, 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 I, I, just don't be an asshole. I, I don't understand why that's a controversial sentiment. That's a weird thing that don't be an asshole is controversial but, these but it's days. Ve- very controversial. It's very, it, well, why shouldn't I be an asshole? Well, who are you to tell me not to be an asshole? Or who gets to decide what is being an asshole or not? Oh, well, so this is being an asshole, so you're the judge of being but an it's, asshole? It's very... It's, it's very easy to act like that online, it, though. It, it is, but I just don't understand who looks in the mirror and says, I don't care that I'm an asshole. Why would you want to? Like, like you know, there's a lot of val- validity to this idea of, well, who determines what and what is. And that's, that's very fair questions to ask and discuss. But if at the end of yeah. the day you're looking in the mirror and you're like, I, I am okay if I hurt others. I am okay if I am an asshole. I am an okay if I cause repeatedly pain and suffering. In fact, I kind of like it. it. Makes me happy. Well, it's, it's weird. It's just because people don't. To me, it, it's just like uh, yeah. There is plenty of validity. People don't to, care. Yeah, there's plenty yeah. of validity to. Oh, what about like you know you know this and that the this idea of like what what determines this? I'm just going about. Oh, I'm offended. You wore green today, and oh, is that okay? And it's just <laughs> yeah, no. But that's not even what we're talking about. And you know, and at the end of the day, does it come down? to I am okay hurting other people I am okay being a dick I'm okay being a, a, a garbage human or I'm gonna try and maybe be a little bit more someone that mr. Rogers would be proud of or my mom would be proud of or, or something like that I'd at least try maybe I can't succeed maybe it, it is yeah. but as data said to lol it is not the goal but in the struggle in our quest to better ourselves that we find the value we will never succeed in being human but that doesn't mean that there isn't value in the struggle in that quest and and again that is how I live my life is you know what I'm gonna try and make an effort can you at least try and make an effort (laughs) anyway anyway well no and um you make a lot of good points and it's just i mean i don't even know what more to say about it yeah like i said it's so easy to do that shit online and like i said i'm guilty of it you know and it's it's too easy to do it and you know there are times where now where i see whatever twitter hubbub stuff is going on i'm just like i i just need to put this away i I need to walk away it's it it's so easy to get wrapped up because especially with me doing a magic podcast i like to know what's going on in the magic sphere of not just but you know socially what's going on online what's going on with like new stuff and you can get it's so easy to get sucked into it and you're just like i I just need to put this away now i i I just want to talk about the the cool magic story that just came out or the or the new the new cards that are coming out why are we talking about this yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's but it's frustrating um you know you being an English literary uh, or literature professor um, or former, former, I should former. say. Yes. Um, what are some of your opinions on the recent magic story uh, chapters we've been getting? You know, I, ha- I have a, a lore review show where I talk about it. I, I, I'm very critical 
Um, I am. I, 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 I'm a, a <laughs> critical person. Critical does not always mean negative. I've actually liked yeah. a lot of the recent lore. I've, I've, I've applauded it. I, I hold it up to, I think a lot of people don't really like my, my take on, on lore so much because I do always, you know, have that, I mean, you heard me going on about Star Trek, so I, I do apply, yeah. you know, a strong scrutiny to these things, even things that I love. I like the story. Uh, I, I like where it's going. I, I have some reservations about some things. Uh, I hope they do Dominaria justice. I'm I'm hoping so, too. So one of the things that I criticized earlier last or yeah i guess last year um during the Amonkhet hour devastation and, and even even before then with kaladesh is um it felt so like disjointed in terms of wh- whoever was writing that week yeah the whole like quality of writing is either going to be really up or really down yes and then i i was never a fan of when it went from third person to first person no. oh, it just good. felt com- yeah and so and I, I get that they only have a very short amount of time to write these stories, but whatever they're doing for Ixalan and on, it has been a tremendous, I guess, um, upward swing. Hey, I of like Chase. I never thought I'd say that. I actually like Chase. This is I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> this is a strange timeline, but yeah. And and while people may think the Jace Vraska thing is very corny, no way. I rocks. personally love it. It rocks. It's no, so cool. It, I, I I love it. I I really do. It it feels like a little guilty pleasure. I'm just like I, I'm I'm telling. I'm thinking to myself, okay, just kiss yeah. now. Just I kiss. just it's. <laughs> I think it's also a lot of what Magic was missing is like you know I, I I've said this before, but think about how they portrayed Jace as the Guild Pack. He was bored. Yeah. He didn't want to do it, and what he had to do was stuff like 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 people coming in complaining about regulations and taxes and stuff like you can read yep. those old stories and he's just like i need coffee i'm bored <laughs> yeah. and it's just like well why am i supposed to get excited about this and then it's just like no captain vraska and i will sail to find the orb and you will call her captain vraska and zoom and and just all this yep. great like like fantasy adventure again and it, it's it's cool it's just you know a telepath and a gorgon lady you know are, are talking to a giant sphinx and and it's just all right yeah sign me up <laughs> yeah no i i 100 agree it's been it's been very good so whatever they're doing they just need to keep at it like magic writing team if any of you are listening just keep doing it all right yeah. just, just don't stop don't don't go back to where each chapter felt completely different from the previous right because that no. that was not good um so what are some of your favorite books that you've read? My favorite book is uh, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Uh, it's a book that I tried to find an excuse to teach in every one of my classes, regardless <laughs> of the level. Uh, they say don't teach what you love because you have to kind of tear it to shreds in the classroom as you you know, analyze it and students are going to hate it. And so they say never teach what you love because, you know, as, as, you're, as you're like, isn't this exciting? And they're like, no, it sucks. You know, but I always found it. I didn't heed that advice. I taught what I loved anyway. And I found that the students loved it too. Uh, uh, but um, Parable of the Sower is probably my number one book recommendation. Uh, it's a, it's a work of social science fiction. It's set in the not too distant future. 
uh, and uh, it's uh, uh, got a lot of really good commentary for people who like uh, classic Star Trekian looks at, at it's it's Star Trek without the technology in many ways. It's it's dystopian, uh, so everything's falling apart. Okay. Uh, uh, things are things are going to hell, and it's kind of like how we look at ourselves and how we are when things are going to hell. I'm gonna have to check that out. It's worth I'm a gonna, read. I, yeah, it's um. I've been, I've definitely, I've always been a reader, but for the past couple of years, I haven't been reading as much. But since beginning of last year, I've just, I got a Kindle Paperwhite. Oh, I love those. And yes. I've just been reading like insane. Yeah, I, I can't do the. Because I have an iPad as well, and I can't read no, that hurts, on those. That hurts your eyes way yeah, too much. Yeah, the e-ink screen, and especially now with, they have the paperweight where you can read in the dark. Yeah. dude. It's, yeah, no, it's no. how it's how I go to sleep every it's night. It's like a now. Nintendo it's, for people who read books. <laughs> exactly, and um, it's and and just go, thinking about technology for a second, I never thought in a million years growing up that I'd have to say, "Oh, I got to charge my book <laughs> to in order to." Yes. <laughs> It's um no, but no, that's pretty cool. Um, now, are you a fan of J.R. Tolkien at oh, all? Of course. Uh, although I do think that is one of the one instances, and probably the only instance I can think of, where the movie was better than the book. Uh, by which I mean the Lord of the Rings trilogy, and not there were these movies. They were not Lord of the Rings, uh, and they accidentally were called like The Hobbit or something. And so a lot of people oh, were I've... confused by this movie. It was called like The Hobbit, and there was like three of them. They were like eight hours long each, and they were absolutely in no way <laughs> J.R.R. Tolkien's The Hobbit in any way, shape, or are, form. Are you talking about the the cartoon The Hobbit? Because that's the only one oh, I know yeah, of. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. There were like apparently some live action. <laughs> Peter Jackson was really pissed because they accidentally put his name on it. <laughs> And he's like, don't put my name on this absolute steaming pile of garbage. I made oh, Lord of the God. Rings the fa- most fantastic contribution to cinema uh, 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 in some time. And and then there was, you accidentally call this movie The Hobbit, and you make three of them, and they're the most god-awful thing. No. Um, but yeah, no, the, the Lord of the Rings trilogy was excellent. So you're saying that the movies were better than the books. I do feel the, the movies um, were better than the books. I feel that the the, I, the, the books are uh, have uh, some issues uh, in terms of accessibility oh, yeah. for uh, our contemporary day, and that the movies did an did what all books turned into movies should, but never do, which is instead of I'm going to offer you my take on it, I'm going to this is my vision. In, you know, bull, bullshit. What you do is what Lord of the Rings did, which is I am going to take what these books are meant to be truly, what they were intended as, what they have been perceived as, and I will be a steward and I will translate it to the screen without thinking you too dumb to handle it, without thinking it not something <laughs> that an audience can appreciate. I'm not going to say, well, the truth is, is you can't make a true Star Trek movie because the audiences don't want that anymore. So what if we put like little shout outs to Star Trek fans in the background and then we just, you know, <laughs> give them space explosions and stuff and, you know, then everyone goes to sit and bullshit. They actually took Lord of the Rings and they said, this is what the books are. And they created a masterpiece on the screen and then some someone who had the audacity to put Peter Jackson's name on these other terrible terrible movies <laughs> that like you know I, I think there was a lawsuit about it it was uh, you know shameful <laughs> shameful oh man um I so 
I really do like the Lord of the Rings movies. I, I will have to disagree that I think the books are better. Mm-hmm. But I do agree that in a narrative sense that the movies translate the pace of the story much better than the books. Because especially, what was it, the first four or five chapters of Fellowship yes. is just them gallivanting around the Shire. And there's they're really like, oh, you know, hey, oh, oh, there's a black rider after us. Okay, no problem. Big deal. Right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so I... I the the one thing that the movies just completely miss in terms for me in regards to the books is the actual rich history that Tolkien sure, has created sure. for Middle Earth. And while I understand that's not exactly easily translated to film, mm-hmm. um, it's just you don't get that. There's so much more to Lord of the Rings in terms of the grand history that Tolkien created. Lord of the Rings is just such a small little part in his grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um and the the only other problems I have with the Lord of the Rings movies is the I, what I would consider some of the most egregious offenses to me. Um, two, two, well, it, two of them I might add. I've forgiven one. Um, one is Aragorn's quote unquote death in Two Towers, mm. and also when Frodo tells Sam to go home and return to the mm. king. That th- those to me are completely unforgivable mm. Mm. for for what Peter Jackson yeah. did. Yeah, but otherwise they were pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that they were. I feel like they were made a hundred times better with the extended editions. Because oh yeah, yeah. Two I, towers, I consider like you watch extended yeah. edition. Uh, that's the true. That's the director's. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, Two Towers regular version is such a jarring mess mm-hmm. in in a lot of parts where there's just some stuff that just makes no sense. Um, like how how they got um. Um, fuck, Theoden's son and back to Rohan and how they don't they don't even show that in the regular edition um, and they're just some other Helm's Deep scenes that just don't make any sense without the extended edition yeah, as no, well. No, only watch the extended uh, edition. That's the only I, I yeah. only consider that the only it was an accident that in the theaters it didn't have the full <laughs> thing. You know, Just sit down. Oh, I, well, I, I actually did not watch them in the theaters. I just uh, uh, waited for each one with the extended edition. So yeah, I only see, saw I, it when I got to sit down and hit play with all extended stuff integrated, yep. and just that's how I experienced them. And I didn't have some loud guy talking next to me. You in the are lucky. So yeah, you are lucky because I didn't even know they were coming out with extended editions when the movies first came yeah. out. So obviously, I I knew after Fellowship came out, I knew the others, but I had to see them in theaters, and I've I've seen them all. I saw them all so many times in the theaters, but. Yeah, the whole having some loud guy or some kid crying throughout <laughs> the whole movie is not very fun. No, no, no. But um, all right, man. Yeah. I I don't know. I mean, I I I could talk to you for hours yeah. and hours. I, but I don't want to take up do, too much I of your time. I do have to run to, to dinner at this point, but it's been a pleasure yeah. being here. And I just want to thank say thank you again for coming on. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, thank. Thanks Thank again. you for um, having obviously, me. It's a real honor to be here. So before we go, uh, where can people find you if they want to see uh, you? The best place to find me is on YouTube. You can just type Talarian Community College into the good old YouTube uh, search bar, and it should come up. Uh, I'm largely known for product reviews. If there's a product or accessory for Magic the Gathering or other standard-sized cards, I have reviewed it. I'm literally at a point now where I don't have products to review. Uh, people oh, are like, man. are you ever going <laughs> to review Product X? And I'm like, I have reviewed Product X. Here's the video. They're like, oh, I must have missed that 
one. Uh, so I, I'm out of products to review of, of any like significant manufacturer, like, like little artsy products that get made on Etsy and stuff are, are, are all I have left uh, 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 at this point. But uh, in addition to that, I have deck techs. I've got uh, uh, Magic the Gathering uh, uh, tips and advice and uh, tutoring series and just and occasionally comedy skits. And sometimes I even talk about the lore. It's all things Magic the Gathering. And uh, I hope you'll come check me out. All right. Awesome, man. Well, thank you again for coming on and have a great night. Anytime, man. Anytime.